Hi everyone, Stephen Crafty here. Hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday season. With 2020 behind us, COVID-19 still very much with us, we are starting the 2021 season of Talking Design recording remotely until we can safely get back to the studio. In a sense, this isn't ideal, but it also allows me to interview uh, great guests such as David Lenny, who I'll be speaking to you shortly, who uh, was the founder of Signature uh, Prince. So we'll be speaking to him. Looking forward to bringing you a wonderful uh, array of guests this year from a diverse range of backgrounds, but they all are passionate about what they do and are leaders in their field. So welcome to Talking Design 2021. I'd also like to thank Melbourne City Council for being a sponsor for this program, and we appreciate their support. Hi, David. Welcome to Talking Design. For those who don't know, David Lenny is uh, an important person in terms of the area of wallpapers, and it's something that has been re-entering uh, interiors for the last decade, or more than decade. I think it, it kind of comes and goes, but Victorians were very, uh, very um, strong with wallpapers. Then in the 20s, we saw a resurgence. How do you see wallpapers, uh, David, in terms of the historical perspective? It's, wallpaper is one of those products that does come and go. Um, when I first got involved, which I hate to admit it is about 40 years ago, um, it had about a seven-year life cycle. So you, we would go from no wallpaper at all in a design sense right through to decorating a whole wall or and then a whole room. Currently, with all sorts of modern technology, the time span looks like it's going to be more like 15 to 18 years. It's a very decorative product. It goes when fashion leaves the monochromatic look. Wallpapers begin and, and once they begin, they go through a series of process from feature walls right through to whole rooms. So if we look at the 90s, for instance, David, and I'm just old enough to remember the 90s, but no, I was well and truly um, around in the 90s. It was a very beige period, brown walls, monochromatic interiors. Um, So in that period when you were in business, because you've been in business for 40 years, what do you do when all of a sudden the fashion dictates that bland and boring is the way to go? How, How did you kind of cope with the 90s when, and it wasn't just in wallpapers. I mean, people like Jean-Paul Gaultier, who were very uh, decorative in their fashion uh, approach, you know, they found it a struggle in, in that period. So what did you do in the 90s, David, when wallpapers just didn't appear? I became involved at the very early 90s where uh, wallpaper, yes, it was out of fashion, but there was there's always a small dribble happens because there are people in speciality sections such as restoration that always will use wallpaper. So heritage projects. Vintage projects. Um, All over Europe, all over the world, wallpaper machinery was mothballed because it had gone completely out of fashion. Slowly, everything starts to gear up. With us, 
being hand printers, uh, we're much we're very short run, but very high energy, high end product. And so it goes from a trickle of orders coming from those specific areas um, and then builds to being a very, very important part of a home or a project. David, what impact did Florence Broadhurst have on wallpapers? Uh, for those who don't know about Florence Broadhurst, she introduced a lot of um, very strong, bold designs in the 1970s and based in Sydney. It's a very, very important part of our story. Um, I became involved in Australia. I'm from New Zealand and I became involved in Australia in the late 80s. And we are respected as being one of the major reasons of bringing wallpaper back into fashion. And that was with Florence Broadhurst. Now, Florence was a, one of the libraries that is within the Signature Prince archive. It was just for whatever reason, it was the first one that we chose to to take to market. Um, we took that from total obscurity uh, out into 27 countries around the world. And this was all considered quite strange because Australia was supposed to be an importer of fashion, not an exporter of fashion. So it just, it, it grew and it grew and it grew because it was, it, it was very good design. Now, we've moved on from Florence now, and so it's now just a part of our past. And we've moved back into this huge archive of Australian artwork and designers that is held within the archives of Signature Prints. David, you've probably got hundreds and hundreds of uh, prints in that archive. How do you select which one is right for now? because uh, there are certain designs that are very 1970s, but perhaps 270s or 80s. And as you know, in fashion, everything uh, is uh, old, but then they, you know, everything's reinterpreted for the present. So how do you make that selection from that vast archive that you have about what to release and when? It's it's one of the it's, it's one of the most fascinating and um, and yet sad things because every time we make decisions we leave behind some of the most beautiful beautiful work and when you hold an archive of nine and a half thousand designs that Signature Prince has you're forever dipping into it and you're looking every day you seem to find something new um, that can also become quite self defeating because if you try and do everything at once, uh, it, you'll finish up doing nothing because uh, the time factor and the cost factor just uh, take all the goodness away from it. So it's a matter of, of going through the archive, looking forward, looking to see what you think the future holds in regard to design. And the most important thing is you've got to ignore colour at the very beginning. We look at designs that we think will carry a broad, broad range of colour because it's the colour that keeps on moving. Uh -huh. So that's very interesting. So that helps you define which, which patterns are strong enough for a certain time rather than just, you know. Patterns have, patterns have always been built for a specific purpose. And that specific purpose will always be within a, a time period. Now, as time changes, so does fashion and therefore so does colour. So to 
to choose a design which can only carry very, very light colours, for example, you've, you're on a timeline and you're on a time limitation. So what we try and do is, is try and find something which, which, and we always look at colour in black and white in the first instance, because if you like it when it's in the very harsh black versus white, um, as you take those colours down, you, you, you think that both we will continue to like it, but the market will also. And when you're looking through the archive, if you can um, give me a sense of who are the designers from the more recent past that perhaps we'll be looking at in the next couple of years through signature prints? We have the next name out of the archive that we've chosen to formally take to market is a man called Noel Lyons. He was very, very popular in throughout Australia in the 70s and 80s. Uh, everything we have, he physically drew by hand. He didn't have, like Broadhurst had a studio and she had students and people drawing her designs. Noel drew everything himself. And so it's got this particular handwriting. Now we chose that because we feel that that's a design library that will carry beautifully through to hand-printed textiles. So the next collection out of Signature Prints will be Noel Lyons and there will be, it's very heavily um, focused on, on a textile component. Um, what we left behind is names like Bruce Clark, um, David Miles, National uh, Trust, all sorts of names. David, is it the fact that there's at the moment in the next few years and correct me if I'm wrong there's that sense of craft and hand the sense of hand is uh, almost evocative of the Art Nouveau period is coming through and therefore uh, anything with a sense of that very personal uh, script will resonate with people in the next five years is that something that you th would agree with? I I violently agree with it because oh, that, <laughs> that is what fashion is all about. We're now in a period where everybody owns a computer. So everyone has suddenly become an artist and a designer. But when you look at a piece of artwork or a design which has been drawn by hand versus one that has been done on a computer, there is a major, major visible difference. And, and what we are doing is we, ha we, ha we played with digital for a little while and then made the decision to go back and become an artisan again and go back into hand silk screen printing. And that is using every design that is held within signatures has been drawn with a pen or a pencil or a crayon or a, a brush and has been done by hand. And when you put the designs together, it becomes very, very visible. A hand-drawn design has a personality. Uh, all too often, a design coming out, out of a computer um, and through a digital process, um, it might be a nice design, but everything is so perfect that it just doesn't have that quirk factor. Well, I think that was the other thing that you mentioned. Uh, the imperfection uh, is getting stronger, that people actually like that uh, sense of patina, sense of history. It doesn't have to look brand new and fresh, um, even though, it, it, you know, they're obviously all new 
papers, but it's that sense of history that I think that people are looking for now. And the other thing I was going to ask you, David, is you mentioned textiles because, um, you know, signature prints isn't just about wallpapers, it's actually about um, textiles as well. And that was very popular in the 70s, uh, the 1970s, with people um, matching up curtains and wallpapers. Is it a trend that you're seeing again, or is it something used only very selectively? I think it's going to come again. I think it's very important because there's, a room has to has to work, and if you if you have two opposing or two products fighting each other within a room, you create visual confusion, and and the art of of being able to have textiles sympathetic with other components, and that includes like carpets and and even um, artwork. Uh, textiles becomes a really, really important component, whether it's a bedroom with bedspreads and curtains or, or curtains. Uh, everyone goes through the blinds era. Everyone seems to finish up back hanging curtains. There's something, there's something gracious about them. Um, David, when you're, um, you know, you're looking through thousands or, you know, hundreds, thousands of uh, uh, designs through the archive. But the other part of the business is you're actually working with uh, leading designers um, to create new wallpapers and fabrics, people like Greg Natal. Tell me a little bit about how that relationship started. We, both Greg and Signus Prince, have been around a long time. Um, we have been watching what he's done. We have flirted with each other on odd occasions. Uh, it comes a time when someone becomes dominant enough within a marketplace uh, and has a handwriting that, uh, that you respect, that you, you think that a get-together should be organised. And this is what we did early last year. It took six months to consummate the marriage. It then took another six months to get designs and colours organised. So there's no instant gratification in this, in this industry. It starts with an embryo of an idea and then moves on from there. And, with Greg, and, and how did you brief him? How did you brief him, David? I mean, what were you looking for that you didn't have in the archive? Greg has a very tailored look. Uh, his, it's a very specific look. Uh, it was very different to anything else that we had in the marketplace. We have a lot of... Um, flowers and birds and trees and lines. What Greg had to offer, what I saw within the work that he was doing, was in this very architectural look, uh, very, very difficult to print, um, but it has, a, it has a, a very strong look when it's put on the walls. To, to make it even, even harder, we introduced two new colours uh, to use as backgrounds just to really show off this architectural artwork of his. And, and how has it been applied? If you look at some of the projects he's used your wallpapers or people have used his wallpapers or his designs, where have they appeared, David? How, you know, for people who are really uh, want to actually see them in the field, so to speak. Everything starts these days with a website. And so someone 
going fishing or going looking for a product normally will go and look at websites. We're in the mil middle of building a new one because as good as our past one was, uh, there was something able to be done even better. And so if you, if you were looking at papers, you would, you would Google wallpaper, hopefully signature prints would come up very early and then you'd go and you'd look at designs. And so when we build collections, we choose in Greg's case, for instance, we chose between, between us, we chose eight designs. Um, he put a very, he, its name is Greco-Roman. And so it's got that very um, antique look to it. And yet it is very structured. You cut out David. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Can you just repeat that last sentence, David? Um, it looks very, the Greco-Roman. It, it looks, it's very colourful and yet it's very structured. It's, it's a very formal, uh, it's a very formal collection. And I'm amazed already how much it's being used in a domestic sense. I thought it was going to be very much a, paper that would be used in a commercial sense, but there's more going into domestic settings now um, than I ever imagined would happen. David, that's an interesting point that you made about domestic and commercial settings. Does it matter anymore? I mean, if you like a paper, you know, I mean, wouldn't it just be appropriate for the, you know, for both uh, situations or, I mean, I've, it's a bit like furniture. When I, when people say oh, it's commercial furniture, I, sometimes I think, well, you know, it's, it's appropriate for the home as well. What's I, I the difference what, between I the two? I think what a lot of people don't realise is that actually what they're looking at is colour. It's the design is carrying a colour and what they are being attracted to is the colour. And so that then translates back to the actual design. And we've just finished a product in CBD Sydney, where they used, they used 15 different designs within 15 different meeting rooms. So every meeting room has a different colour and design. Uh, now, that's the exception, not the rule, but that is, is the perfect example of, of how uh, a colour can be, or a colour and a design can be expanded. And of those 15, I think five of those are Greg Natale. Um, designs. And David, how do these designs differ from, say, the ones from the 70s, which were, a lot of them were very foil, you know, metallic look wallpapers. What are we looking at today? The same type of feel in a different format or are we going for a more matte look? 12 months ago, we, could, we saw a shift starting to happen and we had been, again, very much through the Broadhurst era, very much through uh, metallic gold and metallic silver. Uh, we saw a shift internationally uh, and people starting to get tired of those. We discontinued um, from further, from new collections, those two colours. We've kept very strong in metallics, but we have imported and installed machinery. So we now make all of our own colours and we've twisted the the metallic look, the shiny look into mint greens and ocean blues. And our gold is now a, um, it, it's a, a soft, soft, um, can't think of the right word. Burnished? 
is it kind of burnished or antique? Rose. It's a, very much a rose gold. Now, I haven't seen internationally a rose gold in a metallic. Uh, so in that case, we are either ahead of the market or wrong, and it'll be one of those two things. David, that's another uh, prompt. When it's wrong, how devastating is it? Because you're backing horses in a sense, and if you back the wrong look, how do you? How, what are the ramifications? Your bank manager gets very angry with you. <laughs> and that, that, that's the cynical answer, but the the actual answer is you have to go through a disappointment factor. What, when we put out a collection, what we try and do is ignore what we personally like. What you have to try and do is decide what the general market is looking for and will like for a period of time. A colour like orange, it's fabulous today, but it's not going to be fabulous in, in six months' time or 12 months' time. It'll have a life and then it'll move on. And so if you're using something like a really strong colour, you have to use it with care, knowing that you're going to, you'll get a peak out of it, but then it'll slowly die away. Unfortunately, and especially in Australia, beige is a beautiful, beautiful colour. Ah. Where would you say, who would you say, which country would you say is a leader in wallpapers and has been very uh, inspirational to you and signature prints is there a i mean william morris was very important in london um but who's kind of leading apart from you in australia who's who where where else is uh think, what other cities think, in the world are really pushing wallpapers i think the uk remains the most dominant market for wallpaper um, it's part of their heritage it's part of their folklore um, the bakers and the William Morris's and all of those beautiful names have got have got papers. They too go into archives and and offer the past. You then got a very very different look in Europe. We sell a lot of our product into into France through an agent in Paris. Uh, every day, every week, or hopefully every day, every week and every month, and all that comes through from Paris for something of ours. It's always new. Um, it's our new collections we know are working when Chulation in in Paris continue to order. So you've got that, again, a much more cultured look. Then you've got this wonderful country called the United States uh, where there's a brashness about their design sense and their design colour. And so and you have to... You have to do everything differently to get into and explore that market. Uh, colours, colours get raised, designs become more dominant. Um, it's just it's an interesting exercise, and it's yes, you're talking about probably four or five different sectors in the world, and about fifty percent of your product will be will be okay in all of them, but then it breaks down into very very specific areas. David, you know, yours is a very customised business in a sense. Well, they're very, I mean, out of, you know, all the wallpapers you do and the fabrics. Is it the type of business that um, someone in France, for instance, can say, look, David, we love that great Natal uh, wallpaper, but we want it with this in it rather than that. And does, do you just say, look, we've set up the screens, we can't change, or 
is it the scale of business that you can actually say, well, yeah, we can add something to it? 50% of what we do is bespoke. Uh, we, we encourage people not to tinker around with the designs because then you're going right back to basics and rebuilding screens and you're spending a lot of money. But in a one, two, three, four colour designs, you have total versatility of choosing a base colour, of which at Signature Prince we have, I think, 13 bases as standard. With, with a small minimum, you can even have your own base colour. But from there, you can have the trunk of the tree, your colour, the, the outline of the tree, your colour, the bird sitting on the branch, your colour. Uh, we tend to, to do strike-offs for people when they're doing bespoke so that they're sure that it's what they want. It gets tweaked and then, yes, out it goes. David, wallpapers is a very specific area. It is uh, one that I'm passionate about and obviously you are. What was your first experience of getting into wallpapers? Because you were from New Zealand originally. What was, what was the, the pull of it? I was doing up a, an old home in New Zealand <clears throat> in between sailing around the world uh, I was a very, very keen sailor and doing a lot of offshore. I came home one after one voyage to Tahiti and my wife said, I've seen this house down the road, I'd like to buy it. It was a beautiful old home and we started to restore it. And then you, after, the, after the build part, you, you get into the decoration part and it became time to, to look at, at decorating the walls. And we went and had a look at a at a handprint company um, and I finished up buying into it and finished up owning it and that's the company that I brought to Australia. So that's the designs uh, are part of the archive that we still have today. David, I could talk wallpapers with you all day. Unfortunately, I can't given the length of our sessions, but uh, I hope um, that the beige 90s, I know you're fond of beige, uh, the colour, but I hope the very bland 90s where uh, decoration was really uh, thrown out um, won't return. And I hope that wallpapers and interiors continue to be rich and exciting for, for many years to come. Look, thank you so much, David, for being on uh, Talking Design today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and I'm sure people will uh, love to see all your wallpapers um, when they eventually come onto line. But you can also uh, contact uh, and search Signature Prints. Thanks so much for being on the program today, David. Thank you for inviting me. It has been a good way to start a new year, even though the world is a bit crazy at the moment. Well, it is, but I think wallpapers will really lift our spirits. And I think people being at home, they've got time to reflect and say, maybe we'll give Signature Prince a ring and see if we can um, uh, spruce up our house. So um, I, think that, I think that's the best idea you've had for ages. <laughs> you keep well, David, and thanks so much for um, thank being you, a guest. Thank you. thank you for inviting me. Thank you. You've been listening to Stephen Crafty talking design at RMIT University. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.